Hi guys, it's Rima here. This is Virtual Teen Talk and I am here with Dan. I am a third year English literature student at the University of Birmingham and this episode we're going to talk about self-care, a bit about gratitude as well and just about how you can adapt um, during lockdown and connecting with others. Dan, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, Yeah, I'd just like to firstly start by saying, you know, a massive thank you for having me on the show. Um, But yeah, I'm a personal trainer from the the West Midlands. And alongside that, I also own a wellbeing company. And we specialise in workshops in mental health and physical health. And we provide these for communities and then also corporate teams. Fab. Um, How long have you been doing this? Um, personal training I've because I, I studied strength and conditioning at university uh, and then came out of there and went straight into personal training so probably about three years personal training and then within the last year have came through and then started opening up that me myself and mind well-being company yeah I think the reason why I ask is because I think it's important to like talk about um physical well-being as well and like how you'll have that insight into how to not only look after your mind but also your physical health so I think the first thing I'd like to like discuss is we were saying before um before we started recording that I've been finding it quite hard to um deal with feeling boxed in and like connecting with other people even though I do try and talk to like my friends every day I think it's it's still not the same I was just wondering yeah. if you've got any like advice on that yeah I'd um you know we often say we often say and we often think that social media has been deemed to be almost a bad thing you know in the 21st mm-hmm. century but we've almost got to count our blessings that we've got social media, that we've got mobile phones, we've got internet access. Because if we were in this situation without all of those things, how would we then connect with our friends, our family? And I completely agree with you there when you're saying you feel boxed in, you know, because at what point in our lives have we ever had to segregate ourselves to our homes, um, you know, mm-hmm. just with the people that are members of our of our household you know we we often you know when you go to uni or you go to work you see you know 50 plus people a day and you have those conversations with people but you're having that connection with different people on a daily basis so I can you know completely understand how you're feeling at the moment because I've been feeling it you know a bit myself but, um, yeah, definitely. but I definitely think that it's massively important that we connect with somebody that's outside of our home on a daily basis, um, you know, whether that's family, whether that's friends, but, you know, check in on them and have a proper conversation, not just a, a hi, how are you, but, you know, a, a five, 10 minute conversation actually asking how they are how they really feel and and gaining a different perspective you know maybe even getting a few things off your chest because in the normal world that's what we would be doing we'd be connecting several times a day so you know firstly making sure that you you are reaching out to people that are outside of your home 
Yeah, definitely. I think what you said as well is really important about like how I'm definitely used to going to the library every day and seeing other people and just saying like, you know, if you bump into a friend, it's a hi, how are you? And like talking to them five, ten minutes and then you know, you actually go get to see, you know, your close friends and really talk about how you're feeling. But you, mm-hmm. it feels like you can't do that at home. But yeah. there are ways to do it. Just because it might not seem possible and see the same, you can still call someone and ask them how yeah. they are feeling and, you know, have their insight and input yeah. into any problems you're facing. Absolutely. And, you know, it isn't about just a surface level conversation either. Um mm. I feel like you know a lot of us have done this in the past but I feel like when we open up to people that's when the connection starts to get that little bit deeper and especially in this time of high stress and uncertainty you know a lot of us are feeling anxious a lot of us are feeling a bit you know uncertain of our future um as you said boxed in just not very good things for our mental health But I feel like if, you know, you actually have those deeper conversations, if you ask people, if you tell people how you feel, they can give you a different perspective than the one, one perspective that you've got, which is your own mind, because a lot of us are on our own at the moment. And, you know, when we are in a stressed out state, the brain doesn't work effectively, and we can't think rationally. So gaining different insights and getting your friends to give you their perspective on a situation, you know, opening up to them can really, you know, change our perspective and make us feel differently about the situation. Yeah, definitely. I um, had a problem with my dissertation and I asked my two best friends. So one of them has done an English degree like me, but the other one, her name's Julie and she's not been to uni, but even though she's not been to uni, it was still good and, you know, to get her insight on stuff because she's got that outside perspective and can give her view on it. It doesn't mean because she doesn't know what a dissertation might entail or what kind of themes or, you know, tropes I'm writing about. She's still got that input to be like, yes, you can do this or yes, I empathise with this. So it's definitely worth talking to people, even if they might not know, like, 100% what you mean. Um yeah they can still get their insight. Yeah, of course. And then that gives you, you know, it, it not only changes your perspective, but it gives you that feeling of connectedness to other people, which which is something that's almost been taken away from us at the moment. Mm. It, that makes sense. Yeah. And I think what we were talking about before as well is that we might feel like we've had our like freedom taken away by staying in but if we kind of like reframe the situation and think well actually we're staying inside to protect the people we love to protect you know our community so trying to shift the kind of feeling of feeling boxed into something more like you know you're doing this for the greater good yeah I completely completely agree with that um every situation that we encounter in life you know, we can reframe it. You know, we might deem this mm. as a pretty negative situation overall. But, you know, come in, if we reframe it and look at it from a from a, a different viewpoint, you know, and ask a few questions to ourselves, you can really learn something from yourself. Um, you know, every situation is a learning opportunity. 
And not only that, if we change our perspective on it, you know, if we look at it as in we're staying inside to protect others, this isn't going to last forever. And, you know, actually staying indoors and having all of this free time to myself, when am I ever going to get this again in my life? It's actually, yeah. you look at it in that respect, isn't that quite a good thing to slow down and to reflect with yourself um, and have that free time to learn new things or to do things that you might not normally be able to do, you know, when you were living your normal life. So Definitely. just that little shift in perspective can can massively change things for you. Yeah, definitely. And I think what we were saying before as well is, like, you might feel boxed in, but trying to think of things, like, right now and being here in the right now, not thinking about, oh, when is this going to end or what are my future prospects going to be like or when will I see people, but having that time to think now and think, reflect maybe on, you know, what did I want to do? this time last year that I didn't have the time on and like you're saying being grateful that you might be able to spend time on it now Mm -hmm, definitely and and I think gratitude you know keeping a gratitude journal or a gratitude diary is so important because this is a stressful time we can't you, you can't deny that but when you write things down each day that even the little things that you're grateful to have again it reframes it and you start to see the positive sides of life rather than just yeah. focusing your whole attention on the negative aspects. Um, and, you know, with my company, me, myself and mind, we've designed a gratitude journal. So if anybody would like one at the end of this, then don't hesitate to ask. Um, you can email me, myself, mind at outlook.com and we'd mm-hmm. we'd be happy to send out a free gratitude journal and, you know, and I'll be sending one to yourself as well. Thank you. I think it's really important to like, you know, what I find is like if I've got loads of thoughts in my head, especially with uni, just writing those thoughts or worries down and then, you know, you can close that book or you can close, you know, with your thoughts. But with a gratitude journal especially, you're you're putting positive thoughts in there. You're mm-hmm. putting things that you're grateful for and you can remember that, you know, if you're ever feeling down, you can open that up again and think, what am I grateful for? Yeah, definitely. And and I think, you know, it's a great way to end the day on as well is mm. you can use the gratitude journal at any time during the day, but to reflect on it of an evening, say, as you're lying in bed bef- before you're about to go to sleep, looking down and thinking, oh, those three things that happened today or those three things that I'm grateful to have, really, it it almost it changes things and it puts you in a relaxed state of mind because rather than worrying before we go to bed, we're actually looking at something positive and then that changes the dynamics and it can and can help us improve our sleep. Yeah, definitely. I think it is like a really nice form of self-care, like instead of watching, you know, the news at 10pm, by all means, I think, you know, if you want to watch news, that's great. But I'd do it at the start of the day rather than at the end before you're going to bed so it's not playing on your mind. And instead, have that gratitude journal and think about the positives before you're going to bed rather than, you know, what's happening with the disease or, you know, how many people have died that day. It's it's not the best way to end your day. You're, you're much better off looking out for yourself by just, yeah. you know, keeping mind of those three things that you are grateful for. Yeah, it's almost like... 
you know have you have you ever watched a horror movie before bed uh you know? yeah definitely and and i know it's it's different the news is different but when you watch a horror movie in bed it 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 affects your sleep you start to overthink mm. you start to fear every noise creak and everything in the house because it plays with the mind and it and it and it starts to make you think negatively and i'm not saying don't watch the news because we have to understand the reality that we are in but yeah. like you said there be mindful of what time you're watching it because i'm not being funny but a lot of the news is negative you know yeah. um and if you're watching that right before you're about to go to sleep i don't think that's the best like bedtime story no, definitely. If I think that's a really good way to put it, really. Like, you know, you can obviously w- watch it whenever you want, but it's not a nice thing to end your day on if you're, you know, going to be asking yourself these rhetorical mm-hmm. questions of when is it going to end, how many, you know, deaths are going to be tomorrow. Try really hard not to, you know, go to bed with those thoughts because it will impact your sleep and, you know, how deep your sleep is and how long it's going to take you to go to bed. Yeah. And and that question there that you that you just said, um, when's this going to end? All these questions we actually don't know um, mm. the answer to, and and almost you know nobody does. So then I'd also say if you can't control it, try and let it go. Mm. It's not in our it's not in our control right now to know those questions. So there's no point you know, worrying about it, thinking too much because no one knows. We're all in this together and when it happens, it happens. So just try and focus on the here and now. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and you know, I completely get that it's easier said than done. And, you know, I've had my wobbles, believe me, in this mm. moment, in this time, I've had my wobbles where I've been thinking negatively. I've had a down day. Yeah. But, you know, like you said earlier, reaching out to the people that you trust and really saying how you feel can change things for you because I know that as soon as I have a down day, I only have to explain how I'm feeling to my girlfriend and she'll reframe it, fire it back at me and give me another perspective. And I'm like, oh, I didn't quite see that. Do you know what I mean? And and yeah. then that changes everything and it and it can really bring the mood back up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but by airing your thoughts to someone else even if you think you know there's no other way to think about it there is there are people out there that can help you reframe it and I think it is a form of self-care to just give other people your thoughts and you know you can chat it through you can talk about what you're feeling and then you can reframe it Mm, and it and you know they say a problem shared is a problem halved yeah you know I mean you've got to be You've got to trust the person you're telling, um, you know, and respect the advice that they give. But that even goes down to the journaling and the gratitude journaling. Mm. Writing down something that's maybe on your mind gets it off, gets it off your mind because you've put it out there. And then when you look back at it, you can almost look back at it with fresh eyes and think, oh, well, Actually, I look down the page and there's three positive things. Maybe I don't need to worry about that other thing, but but at least you've got it off your chest. You've got it off your mind. Yeah, definitely. And I think exercise is another way to like get things off your mind and focus on your 
physical well-being and you know if you're feeling like really worked up inside your head you might just want to go for that five minute run and take it you know physically and you know have that time away from inside yeah definitely and you know a lot of people have 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 said to me you know I'm feeling unmotivated I'm I don't know how to gain motivation to want to exercise at the moment and again I completely understand that I've had my own moments where I think can I be asked Mm. um do I want to do that you know and and I do have a little bit of equipment at home so in that respect I'm lucky but yeah I completely agree but I think the thing is it's important to exercise obviously for our mental and physical health but it's important to exercise in a different room of the house or in the garden or even you know adhering to the government guidelines getting yourself outside um because it changes the scenery for you and you know that's going to have a massive impact on your mental health because you're not going to feel that boxed in effect yeah definitely by changing your setting it really does help mhm definitely mm. and i mean we are designed to move you know movement is medicine we've evolved to move you know and mm. We're in a situation that causes that is causing stress. It's causing fear, and when you're in a fearful state, the body produces cortisol, and that's a pretty dangerous. You know, we do need some levels of cortisol within the body, but it can become corrosive, and you know, lead to damage within the body. But we've evolved, you know, when we're in danger to move to exercise. So if a saber-toothed tiger, tiger jumps out at us or, or a danger back in the day, we ran for our lives, you know, we exercised, we moved to get away from the danger. And then, you know, naturally our hormones would come down back to a normal level. But if we're just sat at home, mithering, overthinking, feeling anxious and stressed, that hormone just continues to go around the body so we actually need to move and we need to exercise to, I don't want to say burn it off, but put that hormone to good use. Yeah, that's a really good way of explaining it. I think, you know, when you are feeling anxious and stuff, you might be pacing. But, you know, if you if you try and form, take that into a form of exercise, then it can benefit you by getting your exercise that day and also releasing that tension. Yeah, definitely. And... I mean, it. I think exercise is the quickest way to change your mood. You you get a release of endorphins. You get you know dopamine, serotonin, endocannabinoids, and it just makes you feel so good. And it's not only just from the biology within your body, but you know exercise is a little bit difficult. You know, it's something that we don't always want to do. But I feel like the reason it can just change your mindset is because you've pushed yourself slightly outside of your comfort zone. And when you've done something slightly difficult, that then changes your mind frame for the rest of the day. It's almost like a tick off the list. And Mm. then that sets you up for the rest of the day, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I think 
it's important to try maybe like do it at the start of the day so you've got that energy and you've got that physical energy to go and then mm-hmm. be like in a positive happy place to think right I can now do my essay or I can now do my work or whatever you've got to do that day yeah definitely um you know whatever whatever works for you um but myself and I generally advise my clients to train in the morning because you know why wouldn't you want to get up in the morning exercise and then have a flood of feel-good chemicals circulating the body to then continue the day on um and then you're going to have changes within the brain you're going to be able to think clearly and if you've got an essay to write I'd much rather write that essay with all these hormones, those chemicals, feeling good, feeling ready to go than feeling sluggish and negative, if 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 that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's a good way to think about if you're feeling like demotivated for uni work, why not take an hour out of your day in the morning and just do some exercise and maybe, you know, you'd save time anyway rather than trying to spend six hours on an essay or if you incorporate that one hour at the start you might be more productive in three hours instead yeah definitely and you know another thing that I'd say especially you know for people that are working from home or students is taking regular breaks Mm. and I don't mean a break to just stare at your phone mindlessly looking through Instagram I mean taking a break to stand up to stretch to move the body to breathe nice and deep and to you know change even to take yourself out of the room that you're working in because we can only concentrate for so long I I think our attention span is around 20 to 30 minutes or or something like that um if you're sat at a desk for hours on end not only is it going to have an effect on your posture and on your mood not feeling very good, but it's you're not going to feel very inspired and probably the information that you're putting down isn't going to be at the best of your abilities. Yeah, definitely. And I think it'd be nice to talk about, say, if like, you know, your mind is racing and you can't, you know, relax and you can't concentrate on that work, what advice would you give for someone that wants to just take a breather well take a breather definitely um when we are stressed when we are unfocused we tend to breathe quite quite shallow um Mm. and quite fast and but then when we breathe fast when we breathe shallow that activates uh, the side of our nervous system which is associated with anxiety so it's the fight, flight, or freeze system. Mm. And when when you're in this system, you're going to just continue going down a spiral because the brain isn't thinking correctly, just like you know when you're stressed out. So taking a moment to step back uh, or even you know sit back and spend the next five minutes controlling the breath and focusing on deep breathing techniques. Yeah. We talked about um, the box technique before and I hadn't heard of it. Um, Do you want to just explain what it is? Yeah, um, I mean, the box breathing technique has been used by athletes, Navy SEALs, people that are struggling with anxiety, because not only does it give us a focus, but it brings back control. 
And when we're feeling anxious or scared, that's the that's the thing that we feel like we've lost. You know, we feel erratic. You know, we can't quite control anything. So all I'd do is imagine a box or, you know, if you've got a, a TV or, you know, even your computer screen, get, get make sure that it's blank so you're not looking at the work or, or whatever. And I'd literally just get your eyes to follow the outside of that box. And as you do so, you're going to go along the top and breathe in for four seconds. Then you're going to come down the side and hold that breath in nice and deep for four seconds. And then you're going to exhale out for four seconds. And then again, hold for four seconds. And then you'll continue going around that box Breathing in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. And then you'll notice that gradually you're going to start feeling much calmer and much more relaxed. Mm. And I think it's a really simple and easy thing to remember to do if you're ever feeling overwhelmed. And like you said, most of us should have screens or, you know, a TV there, any box or anything to focus on. So say if you are feeling really anxious about uni work, maybe just go downstairs to like the TV that's off and try and do it there. Mm-hmm. You can, I mean, you could you could even just do it within your head. Four, 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 four. Yeah, Everybody definitely. knows how to count to four. And, and and that's what makes it so simple but effective. Mm, and I think that's important to remember that, you know, mindfulness and breathing techniques and meditation, it doesn't have to be loads of fancy things that we might have an idea that it might be, but it can just be as simple as, you know, that four steps which everyone can remember and everyone can follow. Definitely. Um, I, think, I think we've made health and well-being seem you know appear more complex than it actually is Mm -hmm. and it's always the basics are over everything Mm. and I think it's important to remember that you said it might seem complicated but once you start doing these things it is actually so simple Mm -hmm. definitely I 100% agree with you Mm. I think it'd be really nice to finish off with like your top tip for any students listening right now i'd like to give two yeah, sure. um oh, well i would give three but give three you know, give three i mean you know we've spoken about the gratitude journaling i would definitely say gratitude journaling is the way forward i mean i always felt grateful but i only started using the journal when i made the journal mm. um and people had told me about it before and i didn't almost not believe them but I thought oh yeah yeah um but honestly I can say that since using this journal my whole perspective has changed so I'm gonna I'm gonna give that as number one is gratitude number two and as we've spoke about exercise I don't care how you do it I don't care whether you do weights I don't care whether you go on a run a fast-paced walk do something to move daily it's massively important for not only physical health and preventing injuries but our mental health Mm. and three uh i'd say make sure that you allot yourself time to work do your uni work or you know your business work and you know say that's four or five hours make sure you're not just mindlessly 
doing your work because if if you do it that way then you could be on the work all day and then that leads you into continually being on work and never having that downtime and relaxation time and you know if we if we give ourselves four or five hours of the day this is what I'm going to do this is what I'm going to achieve in those hours you're far more likely to achieve that because you've set the goal you've set the intention and and then that then gives you the rest of the day to do what you want to do so make sure that you're not just aimlessly going about your work give yourself a structure give yourself a time do it and then come away from it and have your downtime your relaxation yeah that's great like cutting off from that time and having time for yourself that's a really good point well it's been amazing talking to you and I really hope everyone is able to take these tips on about self-care and keeping connected and I think the gratitude journal is something I definitely want to do now okay Dan and where can they find you um well my personal uh, personal training instagram is dan edwards underscore fitness um and our you know our me myself and mind instagram is at me myself mind and we're also on apple podcast so me myself and mind so we do podcasts as well about you know mental and physical health um and you can also find us on youtube at me myself and mind great thank you brilliant thanks for inviting me on the show No problem. Bye.